All right, welcome back to the Runaway Radio Hour here on RadioBrave.com. We have Pat Fant, Doug Harris in the studio. We're talking the early days of KLOL. And when we left off, we were talking about Stevens and Pruitt. Now, you wanted them, and they were in Dallas. They were. You know, we needed them, too. We wanted them. We needed them. Doug and I had a conversation about uh, the moves that uh, the people across town at 97 Rock were making, right? Yeah. And we thought, you know, they're writing checks for everything. They've got a big ABC budget. Uh, they've got uh, they've got a lot of things going on. What are we going to do? We need a big morning show. And then we thought, you know, Stevens and Pruitt, then in Dallas at the Eagle, mm. uh became our target we thought let's go get him i know pruitt worked with him before uh he and i have a great relationship and they were stevens and pruitt in houston before on uh 790 a.m right kulf uh after they had been hudson and harrigan they were one of the versions of hudson and harrigan on uh, kilt and they're just incredibly talented uh, and they would fit right in so off I go to uh, Dallas. I called Jim. I stayed at his place that night, and I said, I'm going to come in. I want to go to work with you the next morning at 6 a.m. at the Eagle in Dallas and watch you and your crew do the Stevenson Pruitt show. So that's what we did. Uh, I think we went to work on his motorcycle. So we show up there, and I walk in. No one knows who I am. Those, the others in the building, they, I'm just sitting in the control room. He's just a guest. So, watch the whole show. It's just amazing. We talk business. We decide we can work this out. This is going to happen. What was that? Eighty-five. Sounds about right. I think it's eighty. I think it's eighty-five. Spring of eighty-five. So, uh, they had Stevenson Pruitt had Martha Martinez and Brian Shannon, Eddie the Boner Sanchez, and that was the four-man show. So Doug and I are working on this and thinking about what are we going to do and what what move what's the best move to make do we take the whole show do we take all four do we just take two what do we do and the answer was we want whatever is working in dallas we don't want to screw with any of that bring them all they're a creative unit all four of them they were so good together and then they just really got better oh they did they got so much better when they got here and because we take the chains off we really took the chains off and, you know, we paid the price. I mean, I took the calls every morning. I was the guy that take the calls at uh, 10 o'clock when the show's over and the lawyer would call and and uh, whoever's lawyer it was and going, I want to ask you about why they said that about his wife. Well, uh, <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. That's right. She's that. still around. We can't say that, can we? Can that's we? right. No, we can't. We can't say who he is. But it's like I go, you know, I. I understand how you feel. I understand exactly how you tell you what. Would you are you sure that you want an apology? Are you sure you want the boys to go in the air tomorrow morning and bring all this back up and then apologize for it in a way that you're gonna be happy with that's gonna sound sincere and won't cause further <laughs> embarrassment to everyone? You sure you want that apology? No, probably not good move so anyway we bring the show to uh klol in i think it was 85 and uh, it just grew from there so that was pruitt's second time at klol 
what people might not understand is that in Dallas, that was a top 40 station they were at. It was not a rock right. station. So how right. was the show different from there than when it got to KLOL? Did it get dirtier or more blue, as they might say? Well, it got more creative. And it was a little more free to uh, behave in the way that the market was ready, primed, eager at the time to hear just what the boys had in mind. It would not have mattered what music surrounded the Stevenson approach. And to be honest, we started with a lot less talk than we ended up with. They could have played Lithuanian cheese folk dance music in between the breaks. It wouldn't have done anything. People say, well, I hope this will be over in a minute. I want to hear, you know. I want to hear Uncle Waldo. It wouldn't have mattered. They weren't a music, in, you know. What at the end we were playing three or four songs an hour, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. three songs an hour, and those were interruptions, but they were necessary for pacing and for the progress of the show. And it gives them a way to stop, reset, figure out what you know they're going to do next because show prep actually did exist. And these guys would talk on the phone the night before, typically, and they would plan out to some extent what what's uncle waldo going to do tomorrow and pruitt would have his stories ready and and they would think about it for a good five minutes i think and then the next day would happen organically and it would just develop and grow and you're right music eh, had little if anything to do with it well i've I've listened back to some old stevenson pruitt shows recently and i don't think people would remember how fast those guys were there are jokes almost going over your head you almost have to rewind how did they do that i mean what was there the chemistry was unreal it was unreal chemistry it was natural they did none of it was forced none of it was written down it was all top of mind and when you put lanny griffith and Lori Kendrick and Martha and Brian Shannon in the middle of it just couldn't keep up. Well, clearly, uh, Brian Shannon, who was really sort of the producer running the board, but also a, a character voice and all other things, he had ESP. He knew where they were going. He knew the cart. Remember carts? Mm-hmm. He knew the cart with the soundtrack. Mark, Mark had his uh, cart deck. His there. own cart bank. Yeah. Right. So he played Brian all his own knew where they were going, knew when to get out of the bed. He was some, an amazing talent. An amazing An talent. Amazing talent. Um, so yeah, it was all. It was they all had and special. Martha, well, th- think Martha doing the news. It was actually news. I mean, she would write it, research it, know what she was talking about. But then the gags in and out of it were just terrific. And Lanny from the rec room. What traffic reporter today does their traffic reports from the rec room? I haven't heard of one. I can tell you from my standpoint. Stevens and Pruitt's triumphant return to Houston was not initially that triumphant from a promotional standpoint. My my gig was to get people to come meet them and shake their hands and things like that. Oh, they wanted to burn us down the yeah. first day. They got, Pat Fan, what have you done? Who are these clowns? We did a, uh, a live broadcast from Butera's, of all places, Butera's Delicatessen. On mm. Montrose? Yeah. Nobody shot up. Nobody shot up. Uh, we did a um, – there was a club called Fizz on Richmond, and we started a deal called X-Rated Thursdays, which was basically <laughs> Stevens and Pruitt, and it was X-Rated Trivia, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was just, just went nowhere, went nowhere. Uh, but eventually we happened upon uh, a promotion called the Shacking Up Game. And the Shacking Up Game was where uh, people who had gained carnal knowledge of each other and were non-marital cohabitants <laughs> – as my lawyer would say, mm-hmm. what it was a newlywed game, but it was more, you know, 
more probing questions. That's a bad. That, no, no it go was ahead. More, go yeah. Ahead. Uh, anyway, so we had you know Stevens and Pruitt would do it, and we'd send the guys out of the room, and we'd ask the girls. The guy Stevens and Pruitt did not give a rat's ass what the guys had to say. What they wanted to do was find out what color panties the girls were wearing, and eventually all gags got back to that. So don't say gag. We <laughs> we got the pa dum pum. We need that sounder there. Mm-hmm. So it it all got back to finding their rhythm, and after that. They everybody wanted a Stevens and Pruitt promotion. Everybody, and boy, wanted. did they pay for it. Here's where, Mike, the sales department comes in, and you can't even begin to tell this story without the story of Muriel Funches and the incredible sales department that that she put together, that we all nurtured and grew and fine tuned and brought in the coolest, smartest, most <laughs> honest. Salespeople you've ever seen, and uh, you know Doug would come in with, "I need a hundred mice," and uh, here for a promotion, and and Muriel go, "I can get you fifty grand for that. Can you trade for the mice?" (laughs) So that's that's really what made it work because it was a financial uh, gold mine. I mean, it was a huge success, and uh, that's why. I kept my job because, yes, it was crazy. Yes, it was on the edge. Yes, we dealt with lawyers. Yes, we had a couple of FCC fines, which we paid. Gladly. Thank you. But it just made so much money because people loved it. We're not, we were not working for the Red Cross. We were working for capitalists. Right. And, you know, Pat was pretty much, okay, here's what we, we can get, but we got to find a way to pay for it. And we could pretty well get a green light if we found a way to pay for it. So we'd come up with the idea, we'd discuss the hard costs, we'd back in how we're gonna get it, and then we'd walk across the street to Muriel. And we'd say, here's what we need, okay, I need a package, and that's what we did, and we'd turn Which one of these cats are we gonna send out to bring in the dough? It it was just, you know, you you can't take, Stevens and Pruitt got paid handsomely, and uh, we we did not want them to go away, nor did they ever threaten to, as far as I know. No, no. Uh, but we had to find a way to pay for it, and the clients were willing. And I remember listening to a sales guy, Tom Haynes. Yep. Uh, and his this was his pitch. He he would cold call and he'd say, "Hi, it's Tom Haynes from uh, uh, I think it was 101 KLOL at the time. Do you uh, listen to Stevens and Pruitt? Oh, I hate those guys. They're off. They're the fill. Okay, thanks very much. Click. He'd call the next one and keep calling until he got some answers. Stevens and Pruitt. I listen to him every morning. And that's when he'd start his pitch. It was like, don't even bother. Right. Don't try to sell them that these guys that are talking about your most intimate sexual practices are really the right people if you don't get it, if you don't get the show. If you don't understand the show. Then we had the doctor hour. Remember at 9 o'clock every morning, the sex survey hour with Dr. Betty Halpern with Juan Stern, urologist to the stars. I mean, whoever the doctor was that we'd have on at 9 o'clock, and then we'd take the calls, and it would always be, uh, today we're going to, women today, men tomorrow. (laughs) Well, tomorrow it's the same show. Okay, uh, the calls are going, women today, men tomorrow. Go, wait a minute, we did that yesterday, and we'll do it tomorrow. So it was the same thing. Doug's right. The the idea was to have women uh, be the voice of this, and the boys would ask them these questions, and Oh, and the doctors would then give their answers for their own particular little uh, question and concern. And it was legitimate medical advice. Clinical, yeah. good advice, sound advice. Don't do that. You're going to get in trouble. That kind of advice. And then you'll hilari- go blind. Hilarity ensued. Oh, my 
gosh, it was great. Oh, yeah. And what people don't understand is there is no internet. There's no way for people to go and just look this up online. Listening to the radio right. station was kind of like opening a whole new world to them. Well, it's when radio worked really, really well. Uh, one ad friend of mine, Bill Fogarty, Fogarty and Klein Advertising. Fogarty says, Pat, you know, it just doesn't work as well as it used to. I used to be able to go buy uh, the top three stations in the market in a demo, buy a two-week buy, 21 spots a week per station. I could sell anything. Not so much now. It's just a lot harder because it's so splintered. It's ju- there are so many choices. So you really have to compete to win, and it's harder and harder in uh, over-the-air radio. Stevenson Pruitt really perfected a, a channel of advertising that's used and used and overused now, and that was live endorsement radio. Oh, yeah. So you could buy a piece of, li- of Stevenson Pruitt, you know, within reason, and they'd talk about your, uh, they'd talk about your product. And I would tell a story about Stevenson Pruitt that was really before we got involved with them, and they used to represent a, a formal wear store called Frank Ventura's Formal Wear. One location over in the over in the Bel Air area, okay, and he was an advertiser, and they, as they did with many things, came up with a theme song, okay, and the theme song the theme song was Frank Ventura's formal wear, formal wear, formal wear, formal wear. So it was clever and fun, and it was Mark singing with Jim. It was hokey, but it was an audio signature before mm-hmm. we knew what an audio signature was. So. Account executive goes to Frank Ventura's to pick up the check. And he says, here's the check. I shouldn't show you this. But he holds up an envelope that somebody has sent him. And it's addressed to Frank Ventura's formal wear, formal wear, formal wear, formal wear. <laughs> that's, jingle. That is the power of radio at the time. You know, get in their head and, you know. Uh, they think uh, that's the name. You yeah. know. Well, it says formal wear four times. That must be right. All right. Anyway, those guys... Well, that's right. When you could buy a live endorsement, and they... Well, we limited the number of live endorsement clients that could be active at any one time. They don't do that anymore. No. Now, it's like, hey, I'm a personality on the radio station, and uh, you know what? I do live endorsements for 55 different advertisers. Really. We did it for four, period. So when you were one of the four... That was pretty valuable territory. It was a waiting list. You there paid a premium a price, and you got what you paid for. And then because there was no clock, you're supposed to talk for 60 seconds. But if you had a two or three-minute bit going, don't and, let that get in the way. That's right. Let's talk to Rocky McCullough for another minute and a half, telling what's going on. And you just know, work him into the bit. That's Dick, right. Dick Wills from the Erotic Cabaret. The erotic was a, Cabaret. Was a, a, a lot later. <laughs> Dick Wills went from owning the Erotic Cabaret. Wait for him. To becoming the director of enforcement for the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission. <laughs> How often does that happen? And he just retired. <laughs> and he just retired. Now uh, that's when we can now talk about this. Yeah. But I remember they did live endorsements for Miller Lite. They did a live endorsement spot for Miller Lite. And for us to be able legally to have the boys do live spots for an alcoholic beverage was quite a task. And it was a big challenge. So... Finally, the one that kind of ended it all was the time that they said, and so we're making this Miller Lite. It was some ice crystals, mm. Miller Lite ice, and it was just great, and the beer was wonderful. And so part of the process was it was 
there was a freezing to it at the time. I don't. It was a a sub product maybe of 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 the beer. So one of them said Stevens or Pruitt, did. and that. That foam, that white stuff that comes out in the process, and well, they scrape that off and they sell that to Budweiser. Oh, that was it. That was it. <laughs> then I'm in, I'm in the conference room. I'm in the meeting at uh, over with John now at Budweiser, going, "What the hell are you boys doing?" Now? And rightfully so. And rightfully, rightfully so. And so, all I could do is go, "You know, I totally understand." So, so there were highs and lows what well, i have to ask you about that obviously they could exist because they were bringing in so much money but as managers were you ever like what the hell have i gotten myself into today only the first day only the after that it was how far can we take this you know and we had the right team i mean when you've got doug harris along with everyone else who are putting together ideas and and promotions and it's how big can we take this we went on the road with the show to well the sam kennison years we go to las vegas we do the show with sam kennison from las vegas that was a week that was that was a month one week (laughs) and uh where else did we go doug we oh we went to london we went to london the beatles the beatles (laughs) Uh, uh, mastermind uh, George uh, Martin, who just passed away, yes, Sir George yeah, Martin, that's right. was a guest on the Stevenson Pruitt that's Show right. at Sticky Fingers Cafe in, in London. London. That's wow. right. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to do this a lot well, more. This, well, there are more. more shows, right, Mike? There, there are, are more shows. Because there are sure more stories. There are many more stories, and we'll we'll test which ones we can actually we can actually you know talk about. Doug, I love this Radio Brave idea. I, I see what you're getting at here. I mean, we're serious. It's it's brave talk, brave music, brave people, brave ideas. Well, I hope so. Mike, several times this morning you have talked about Doug and Pat and Doug and Pat and Doug and Pat and I want to repeat. An idea would start in somebody's office and somebody would get up from behind their desk, okay? Walk to the next office and say, oh, "What do you think about this?" It's good, good. What if we did this? Oh, so it would grow arms and legs as it went from programming to promotions and vice versa. And everybody would add a little wrinkle or they'd poo-poo it. And if the right ones poo-pooed it, we went right right straight ahead. We said, okay, if that person didn't like it, it's going to be cool. So there was a brain trust. And at some point, you know, my feeling was that there's no idea it's going to come to life unless it's written down. So my job was to get it down into what we would now call a brief in the advertising world. But back then, it was just what they call in Hollywood a treatment. It's a one sheet. Yeah, four or five sentences. What do you think of this? Okay. And then it would go on. Here's what we need. And then here's what we'll give. And here's the price. And we go from there. But this was a, you know, at some point, we had to walk down to production to Bart Taylor and say, Bart, how do we make this come alive? He says, I've got an idea. It involves an Indian chief. Mm-hmm. and a herd of elk okay Bart. and a hundred mice and a hundred live mice yes That's right. uh, and so it was a group effort and we had program directors that got it and we had program directors that only cared about the music and they all then we had a new program and then we had a new program i had a speech i used to give the program directors when they came in i just want to remind you i'm here on your first day and i'll be here on your last day let's do some good work together <laughs> and they right. were like who the hell i mean I, w- I probably had the luxury of being um, I had more respect than just about any promotion director in the planet mm-hmm. at the time uh, the, because it was a new career path and the PDs I was in most radio stations the promotion director was sort of an underling to the to the program director 
So once they found out that that was not the case here, Mm -hmm. then I had a chance to have more input and things like that. There are half a dozen of my colleagues uh, across the country. Jim Marchison was a great uh, a great promotion director, rock promotion director. The stations, the rock stations that were surviving around the country, they had strong promotion directors, and we were one of them. And so at the time, you know, a, a lot of people considered a promotion director a um, someone who drives the van and gives out the bumper stickers. And we didn't, we knew it was a revenue center. You know, that's that's how we approached it. And you're right. When we would get a program director that turned out to be, and I'd hire them. Sometimes I'd, I'd hire the right one. Sometimes maybe not so much. But uh, when you find one who wants to just be a museum curator, <laughs> we finally started calling them. Where don't change anything. I don't want to touch it. I, everything just don't come to me with any ideas. I'm just going to take care of the museum here. We're not going. That never worked. It just wasn't the right environment for it. There was a lot of forward momentum. The ideas were coming quickly. You had to move quickly. Don't have time to let's do a focus group on that. Nope, not going to work. If we like it, we're going to go with it. I know we have just a few minutes left. I want to tell the story about how I found out about the importance of a promotion director in a radio station. So I come to work at uh, 101 KLOL my first day, and I'm walking around the building introducing myself. And at the time, I looked somewhat like a young Republican, although I was not, you know, short hair. Uh, did not have a jacket on, but slacks and a, and a button-down collar shirt and all that. And I'm walking around introducing myself, and I walk into the programming department. I meet the program director, who had actually hired me. So I wasn't meeting that person for the first time, but it was my first day at work. And I said, oh, okay, I'm here. Um, I know it's a ratings period coming up. Uh, what do you have planned? And this person explains to me the concept of the countdown to cash. Mm. Countdown to cash was, listen to Kayla Well write down the names and artists of 101 songs, mail it to us, and we'll draw one and give away $1,000 to that person. We'll do it every week. It's a lot of work for $1,000. So I'm thinking, okay. I said, well, do you need help? Nope. Got it handled. So I walk across the street to Muriel Funch as a sales manager, and I say, uh, I'm, I'm here. What can I do to help? She says, well, um, I need some ideas for Michelob Light. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. How does that work? Well, um, there's a buy-up from Michelob and a buy-up from Michelob Light. $100,000 for Michelob, $100,000 for Michelob Light. Um, and I need some ideas that make our station stand out among the others. I said, so it's sort of a contest. She says, yes, it's a contest. So I come up with the, the alternative sports series, Frisbee Golf, because everyone deserves a chance to go for the gold. That was the Michelob <laughs> slogan. And uh, I go in and make my presentation at uh, at um, Silver Eagle. Was it Silver Eagle then? Yeah, I think it was. Okay, so I make my pitch. Fast forward 90, 120 days. Countdown to Cash has been a miserable failure. has not impacted ratings. It costs multiple thousand dollars. However, we did get not only the Michelob light buy, but also the Michelob buy, $200,000. So we made the budget for the quarter. And that's the day I learned about the importance of sales and promotions and marketing. (laughs) I didn't sell out my station. You know, I didn't take the wrong client. I just found out where my purpose was as far as how I could still have fun with programming, but don't forget the sales department. All right. I think we will end that here. And I think there's a whole future episode on nothing but promotions because we didn't go into anything of what you did fully for that station. But... That's another time. That's another time. And you have been listening to the Runaway Radio Hour, the story and glory of KLOL on Radio Brave. I'm Mike McGuff. I'm Pat Fant. 
And I'm uh, Denzel Washington. No, I'm, I'm Denzel Washington. <laughs> I'm Doug Harris. And Until will, next time. We will see you next time. And now, 101 KLOL's best ever fruitcake recipe. Not only for Christmas, but all year long. Here's what you'll need. One cup of butter, one cup of sugar, four large eggs, one cup dried fruit, one tablespoon baking powder, five cups of flour, one tablespoon baking soda, one tablespoon of salt, lemon juice, one cup brown sugar, nuts, one or two quarts of whiskey. Now, before you start, sample the whiskey to check. (laughs) Good, isn't it? Now go ahead, select a large mixing bowl, measuring cup, etc., and check the whiskey again as it must be just right. To be sure the whiskey is of the highest quality, pour one level cup into a glass and drink it as fast as you can. Okay, repeat. (coughs) Now with an electric mixer, beat one cup of butter into a large fluffy bowl. Add one tablespoon of sugar and beat again. Meanwhile, make sure that the whiskey is of the finest quality. Cry another tub. Uh, Open second quart if necessary. Add two large legs, two cups fried droot and beat till high. If droot gets stuck in beaters, just pry it loose with driscriver. Sample the whiskey again. Check for Tunskiskity. Next, sift three cups of salt or anything. It really doesn't matter. Sample the whiskey. Sift half pint of lemon juice. Fold in chopped butter and strained nuts. Add babble spoon of brown sugar, whatever color you can find, and mix well. Grease oven and tum cake pan to 350 gradies. Now pour the whole friggin' mess into the coven and bake it. <laughs> Check whiskey again and boat again. Jose Lima! What's going on, my man? How you doing, Jose? Hey, Jose, you were, we were talking about Brad Osmus, who's on the show a lot, and you said he's a good catcher, but have you seen his new career? No, Lucho model, yeah. right? You know what? He only I saw the the, the whole thing. Did you thing. see it? I you see the, the Lucho model thing? Yeah, but uh, he only I think he look, only looked good in the uh, Lucho <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I think he never he never wore tie. It's, it's the first time that I seen Brad Asma in the suit. It's dressed up it's in the suit. It's the first time. Yeah, yeah they yeah. clean him pretty good. He yeah, looked, he looked like a, one of those. You know? Yeah. Jose is good looking enough that he could be a model. Yeah, but I yes, mean, look you at these are. Legs. Kathy yeah. Zoki, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, from Auto Insurance. I made it, Dad. Well, Don't be mad. Baby? I'm here. Well, that traffic's Jose a mother. Jose looks good to me, you know? Oh, yeah. He could be a model, I too. Mean, I, I would, you know, do him. This guy here? Uh, would you do him? Would you do him now? Would you do him? Would you do a studio? Would you do well, him on the I table? I would have here? if I hadn't met his wife and she was really sweet. Oh, and I don't want to hurt her. Sweet. You mean in the right situation, in the ideal situation, you'd bang his thing off? But wait a minute, Kathy. And you mentioned his wife didn't mention your husband. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy. She, hey, she knows that Zoki would sell her if he had a chance. Sure, this man, this man uh, Lima's got a lot of money, okay, man. I got to cool it because Billy's getting upset with me. I can't talk like trash. Oh, Billy. Huh? Who's that? This is Edgar. He came with me. Oh, okay. Talk I got to ask you this question. Microphone. Edgar works with auto insurance discounters, and he likes Jose Lima a lot. Oh, yeah. Whatever. He's got a whole bag of balls. Everybody likes him. My question. In one way. Be careful. He likes me, but in one way. Yeah. You- 
right. he's, a, he's a fan, only a fan. None of that yes. Brad yeah, right. stuff. Just, None of that Brad Just be careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, Brad. <laughs> now, you know, well, you know, sometimes I see him on the third play, you know, third base here, and he puts that one foot dangling down, kind of down, you know, and one, the one foot on the bag and mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. hand on the hip. It looks mm-hmm. a little weird sometimes. And who are you talking about, Brad. Billy? Who are you, who's Billy? Billy's standing right behind you. This That's is Billy. Is she beautiful? Billy. Yeah, not well, as cute did, as me. Does she tell you how to act on the radio? Yes, yeah, she does. That's why she's here. And I'm oh, wait, sick wait, of wait, it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I got a question. I got a question you should ask this Billy babe back here. What's that? Who's paying the damn money Hello, here? hello. Who's who's writing the checks? Who it's got you, the... baby, not Billy. <laughs> and Tell what... Billy to sit down and shut up. <laughs> Thank now, you. Thank you very much. Now, who, now, wait a second, though. Aren't y'all a little bit excited about the fact that Jose Lima and Auto Insurance Discounters have teamed up, and he's yes, one of our yes, new spokespersons? We know. Now, let's get back to the question at hand. You went over this briefly. You mean to say that in your wild days, whenever you, before you got married and everything, mm-hmm. at one time or another, you did uh, have, you know, like relations with a uh, married man? No, I I'm going. Never, no, ever, ever. Never. She wouldn't do that. I don't believe and you, that. You, and you sure you didn't? She is so against having relations with married men, she won't even do her husband. <laughs> no, Amazing. That's it. No, no. I just want to see if you always felt bad, you know, guilty Stay with the uh, wife. Billy, don't I don't think that you should mess with other people's husbands. No woman should. It's the wrong thing to do. Do you hear yeah, that, Monica? Brad? Liar. <laughs> Drew, Drew is on line one. You read that card very okay, nicely. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew, okay, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thanks Drew, a lot, man. Drew, it's great you... having Jose on. Yeah. Hey, Silema. What's going on, my man? Silema. You, man, you rock. I want to tell you, man, we love you. My kids love you. Um, uh, I know you're grossly underpaid. <laughs> and uh, plug insurance. I mean, plug furniture. Insurance is a scam, man. Thank insurance you, man. Insurance is a scam. Ooh. What are you talking about? Insurance is a scam. What's that all about? Have you paid your premiums? Oh, you don't pay premiums. I'm sorry, man. Oh, no. We oh, pay yeah. low oh, yeah. premiums, we pay premiums. <laughs> through yeah, auto insurance discounts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevens Brewer, they get free insurance. You know, so you've been mistreated. I would call 789-AUTO. He's yeah, been yeah, jacking yeah. around. You've been, you've been jacking around the wrong there. insurance company. Okay, okay. Now, give me some uh, hey, see, you know, see, hey, Jim, I buy a car, and I'm out insure this car. You got to. You got to. I got cars, boats. Well, I don't have motorcycles No, anymore, they got 50 But I'm going to get one. Another hey, one. And their business is 1991. Really? It's called 789 Auto. 789-2886. <laughs> I don't insure this car. Okay, okay, okay. Beautiful. Now, right, Harry. <laughs> man, Hello. he can pitch on and off the park. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pitch man. Yeah. The quintessential pro. Hey, Harry. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Hey, Jose. What's going on, my man? Nothing. I just want to congratulate you on a great season. You, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you were you. a real bright spot for us this year. And uh, like the other guy said, you, my kids yeah. will always remember you. Uh, y'all got to know, Jose signed autographs. He must have signed a million autographs this year. I think I passed. I, I break the record, I think, this year. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you did, but my kids will always appreciate it. And uh, I just want to let you know that, that I appreciate it, too, for being so accessible. Thank you. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't understand athletes that won't sign autographs. You know, if it wasn't for those fans paying their money at the gate, you wouldn't have. I was gonna say, you, uh, you, you know, wouldn't even have. I, a... I realized those little things. I think uh, since I play in the big leagues since 1994, I realized the money that I, the fans are paying, the stand is the money that I get paid with, and that's why. You know, I always been like this with the fans. You know, I love my fans. What do you say? What do you say, Bob? He says he, he loves signs the fans. them all. <laughs> this is the only program in America where the Groove Dogs. We take care of our people. We love them. You know what I'm saying? We be close to them, touch them. We let you, you talk like to the all stars of the world. You of all of us love to touch them. Kelly, say hi <laughs> to Jose Lima. Hi, Jose. Hey, Kelly. Hi. Um, How you I doing? I wanted to let you know you had a great season, and you are our favorite starting pitcher. Me and my aunt and my dad and my cousin are the one that brings the brownies. 
Oh, thank you very much. It was the real good. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> real good. She brings you brownies. Yeah. You do you give your brownies to him or you just show them? Oh yeah, we give our brownies to everyone, you know. Okay, wow. America. America. <laughs> this country been very good to Jose. Yeah. Yes. It's free brownies. Yeah, free brownies. Nothing you know, like it. This is yeah. better than pulling the curtain topless on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know. Wow. It's just an auto insurance discounter. Never thought I love about them. that. Get you, get you some brownies. Hey, Bob, is it Barry? Yes, it is. Hey, Barry, hey, Barry how, are you, how doing? you doing, man? I'm pretty good. I'm Jose good. is listening to your phone call. Go with it. I got a question for you, Jose. How are you doing? Go ahead, my man. All right. Uh, several weeks ago, we had a victory. It was like 13 to 3. It was against the Cubs. Uh, we had the game won. I'm just wondering, did you really, really pitch those as hard as everybody else? You know, uh, you know I'm getting tired. You know, I, 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 everybody's saying that I. That I pitch different to Maguire because he's white and uh, no, 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 there is no way. 13-3, I have to challenge the guy. 13-3, I say, Sosa, come on, hit it far as you can. I have to pitch to him. I'm not going to pitch around and then walk and then I get booed in, in, in Chicago. There is no way. Even to Maguire, I do the same thing over there in Bush Stadium. Well, thank you for answering. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That is a great answer. So shut up. Yeah. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. I love that. Yeah. Line three, we have Warren. Good morning, Warren. I, I got to tell you that Barry's, Barry's call upset Jose. He, he didn't like no, that. No, no, no. Maybe people, I think people, you know, people you're saying, talking about people in general. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. you know. The media, well, the Sammy. Said that, I, that I pitch different to Sosa because he's from the Dominican Republic. Because he's my friend. Sosa don't pay my bill. They're, Sosa didn't buy my car. They are just creating stories. You if mean, there's not any angst me, or rumor you, going on, they don't have a story. You, you have no loyalty to your fellow Dominican? No, no, no. no. I don't care about Sosa. I, hey, Sosa, good job this year. Yeah, I'm proud yeah, of you. Very fine. Good. Yeah, but, yeah. hey, he don't pay my bills. I pay my own bills. Mm -hmm. But, you see, the media has to create these stories. If there's no no angst going on, there's no story. Uh, case in point, whenever they show pictures of uh, – I was noticing this yesterday. Whenever they show pictures of uh, Princess Diana or uh, Jackie Onassis, which they've been doing, they run them in slow motion. What's the deal with that? You know, they're moving so slow. So you can get a good look Well, they look don't at move her. as fast as they you want. But on Hillary, it's real time. Really? Watch it. You notice it next time. I don't know. Warren. Uh, hello. What's your question? Uh, good morning, Jose. What's going on, my man? All right. I was going to ask you, uh, what do you think of that, what's his name, Kerry Woods? Uh-huh. What do you think of his pitching style? I, you know, I think, uh, you know, for his age, 20 years old, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he You is. know, strike out 20 guys against us this year. You know, not too many people can do that against the Astros. And uh, he did it. You know, I think... Uh, He's going to be in, in baseball for a long time if he doesn't get hurt. You know, he's the type of guy like Nolan Ryan. Right. He's got that heat, that nasty curve. He's short strike. And I think uh, if he don't get hurt, he's going to be probably one of the best pitchers in the National League. So this kid has heat and a natural curve. Unbelievable. What is your – how would you say – how would you describe your style of pitching? Uh, wild. Wow. You do, do you have any nasty? Any nasty I mean, pitches? I, I, I just, you have anything nasty? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Nasty I, the stuff. Thing what's, I'm, I'm, what's your nastiest pitch? Do you rub it on your crotch and throw it at him real huh? hard? My yeah. change up, yeah. Your, <laughs> your change up? You, you rub it right down there. Uh -huh -huh. Yeah, now this is for you. This. Catch it. Catch it. <laughs> Hopes there's some hair on it. Uh, okay, go line four. You notice the show stopped right there. Right there. Hair Every on time it. Hair always stops the show. Hair always, boom. Brings back that brownie deal. Rick. You have yeah. a question? Leave him alone. I got a comment. 
I just wanted to call and thank Jose because we were at an Astros game one time, and he was the only player that would come over to the sidelines and sign a baseball for my two sons. And, wow. and they have the baseball in their room sitting up on the mantle right next to Roger Clemens. Wow. How about that? It's an honor. Yeah. Thank you. The Rocket. He's yeah. a great guy. We, oh, yeah. He we, might, we, hey, you know what? I got some news for you. He might come to Houston. I know. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. We flew to uh, Canada with him on the same plane. Yeah. And he was and, pissed. And That's a three-hour flight. We're <laughs> not uh, Sean, yeah. uh, your question. I was just wondering what he said to the uh, pitcher the other night when the camera flashed on on the losing game. Oh, uh, to Doug Henry? Yeah. I uh, guess, you, you know, to Doug Henry, I cannot believe, you know, we lose that ball game. I cannot believe San Diego beat the Astros. You know, I I, I admit it. If we lose against the, the, the Braves, mm-hmm. it's a different story because mm-hmm. they got pitching. Mm-hmm. But at San Diego... You know, we play so much better all year round, and then we just go over there for nothing. You know, you, you know s- what happened? I was, re- oh, was real disappointed. You know what happened? What happened? San Diego went up a notch in the playoffs, and you guys seemed to fall back a notch. That's what well, happened. Well, there's two errors, basically. That's what happened. They you know, yeah, when they happened. Yeah, that's what happened. You know, the playoffs. Well, same thing with Uncle Waldo. Two yeah. punchlines. It was a know. big slump with the bats. Nobody <laughs> hit above uh, 200. One ninety. We, we hit team, team, uh Team-wise, we hit 197, mm-hmm. and that's who's going who gonna to win. No, yeah, yeah. who's going to advance? We scored eight that. runs in four games. That's not the Astros. And the pitching, the pitching, the Astros pitching was great. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, that's true, know. yeah, that's true. you got to have the bats, too. Yeah, you got to have those. Yeah, you got to support that pitcher. Anthony. Yes. you got to have the wood, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? you got to have the wood. Yeah. yeah. So, Anthony, yeah. What, do you, what do you got? First of all, I would like to say congratulations to the Houston Astros for bringing some excitement yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. I hope that, Jose, you have a better season than you did this year with the wins that you had. I pray to God that you get more. Thank you. Next year. He Thank did you. He did 16 wins. Yeah. How many losses? I, I'm Eight. hoping that he gets wow. 16. And uh, second of all, I know about the German wife because I have one, too, and I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Are you afraid of her? Wow. No. He's scared to death of his wife. No, 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 no. I wear my pants at home. Come oh, yeah. on, I, macho I, I, man. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, only yeah, come yeah. down to his knees. Hey, it's Junior Mintz from the Steven Sapurit Show. Butter, where do you buy your signs and banners? Well, I buy all my signs and banners at eSigns, eSigns.com. They're all made in America, and it's so easy to get what you need. English and Spanish language? Por favor, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what you do. You go to eSigns.com. You Chase, pick out what you want. You can do that. Want. Do it from any computer or laptop, whatever. It's all done online. You can do it in your gaucho britches. You can do it at halftime of the Texans game. Indeed. Uh, and so then, then you buy what you want, and then at, at checkout time, you use promo code KLOL. That's promo code KLOL. And here's what happens. Mm-hmm. You'll save 10% more, and these folks at eScience will make a donation to the people that Jim Pruitt cares the most about. What do you think of that? I think it's fantastic, especially since you're already saving 30 to 40% off those neighborhood stores' prices, so you've got even more savings. eScience.com, where everyone saves on signs. Thanks, Boner. Thanks for bringing it home. Hey kids, what time is it? It's eleven twenty-three. Radio oh, game. Oh, oh, come on, <laughs> it's Uncle Waldo time, you okay. ding dong. Rock, <laughs> rock. I'll get it. Rock radio drama at its finest, right here for you. So I guess I should uh, raise the curtain, radio game. Good idea. <laughs> curtain coming up. Oh man, nice set. What is this? A restaurant pool hall. Yeah, look at that. That's nice, man. Nice. All the smoke and... Oh, that's neat the way they did that. Well, <laughs> time to kick back. Enjoy the legendary Stevenson Pruitt. Not ready for a network player starring in 
Uncle Waldo, teenage bar hound kind of guy. This script was authored by Robert Hughes. Thanks, Robert. Thanks a lot. In Act 1, Scene 1, Uncle Waldo's new pub, the Mucky Gingerbread House, is where we are. Big Bruno enters the fine establishment with a friend while Uncle Waldo and Nymphia Scooter Pie are talking to customers. Let's listen as Big says... Hey, how's it going, Uncle Waldo? It's going fine, Big. Couldn't be better. Hey, by the way... Who's your friend? And hey, you guys smell something? Uh, uh, uh this is uh, Larry the leper here. Uh, hey, he's he's not bad if you get up wind from him. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Larry, nice to meet you, Larry the leper, huh? Nice to meet you, Uncle Wonu. Well, uh, <laughs> what can I get you to drink there? How about a couple of Bud Millers? They call them Bud Millers because they both buy significant amounts of time. Hey, hey, and have that lovely Nymphia scooter pie bring some chips and sauce over here. What do you say, hey, Uncle you Waldo? Got it. You got it, my man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Uncle Waldo pours the Bud Millers because they both buy significant amounts of time. Nymphia shows up with the chips and hot sauce. Mm, use your chips and hot sauce. <laughs> Excuse me, what is that smell? Yeah, what's that smell? Ah, uh, kind of burns the nose hairs uh, <laughs> on your nose there, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. uh, this is uh, Larry the Leper. Hmm, nice to meet you. Well, nice to meet you, man. <laughs> oh, hey, Larry. Larry? Yeah? Here's your beer. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks! Uncle Waldo and Nymphia Scooter Pie move back down the bar to talk to some customers that have just entered. A few minutes go by when Nivia Scooter Pie notices that Big Bruno is waving for her to come over. She shudders and turns away. Uncle Waldo looks over and notices Big Bruno is waving at them to come over. Uncle Waldo shudders and turns away. Big Bruno is getting upset and yells at them. Hey, how about some Savus over here? Uh, what can I get you? Look, I know Larry's not the greatest smelling guy in the world, and he's yeah. got tattered clothes on, yeah. and he's even got big open <laughs> sores and things like that, but yeah. it's no reason to ignore us. Thank you, help me. It's no reason to ignore us. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're not ignoring uh, Larry. You're not? No, nah, we're ignoring the guy behind him. The guy behind him? Uh. Yeah, he keeps dipping his chips in Larry's neck. <laughs> You know, I, I came here so I could cough. Are you the boner? <laughs> no, that's no. the boner oh, that's over the there. Boner. How are that's you? the boner. Oh, Dominic, long, how are you? Long time no stiff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dom. Dom. I'm Dom. What's your name? Kathy. Kathy, nice that's to know Kathy. you. These are and the Stevens and Pruitt, uh, the SMPS. That's another. Also? We have two carries. Right. And, and that's Stacy. Stacy. She's here. cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Wow, she's sure. married. Little thermometers on her, yeah. on her uh, thing there. Yeah. It's like a turkey's Dom, if yeah. you ever get in the mood to see them naked, let me know. They'll take their clothes off. Oh, I would like that. I should. That's as good. It's, it's refreshing. If I faint, somebody has to rub my, uh, rub, rub my. Uh, Lori, rub your rub what? Something. Rub anything. Yeah. You want. <laughs> just so I, I don't want to stay fainted. If too he warm. faints, just rub him somewhere. Yes. Lori, you know where. Okay, yeah. good. So, Dom, do you want a chair? One of these? No, no, no. Whoa. Your mother's ass. Hey, no, no.
Guys, we Dom got just we got spelled it. his water. That's my act. <laughs> yeah, we're on yeah. delay. We yeah. got it, baby. Don't do it, do it again. again. Don't do it again. No, no, but just look at the bottom of this game. Uh, yeah, look at that. Oh, All that's right. not fair. Can I give this water back? You know what I mean? It's round. Yeah, it is. You well, can't right, sit down. I'll be okay from now on. Let's have a prayer. Let's all join okay, in. Let's, okay. let's well, join. God, get me out of here. Don't set it down. Don't set it down again. It has a round bottom. You know, you remember what Dom, happened that's Tito a, Smallberries. He's, yeah, you know, that's Tito, one of our producers. Wet, you know, you get sparks. Yeah, I know. Don't worry about cleaning it up. Lose they'll, your, uh, Dom, they'll clean it up for you. Don't worry You can that. use your ability to, to get an erection. What's that pill that you uh, take? Viagra. Yeah, Viagra. Viagra I had yeah. some Viagra sent to my home. Uh-huh. And the water, the plumber. Oh, it's great a food. And And there was no water in the house, so I had to just, I, I dissolved it in my mouth. Yeah. You know, and I Under had the a, tongue? I had a stiff neck for three <laughs> days. Yes. Dom DeLuise is in town because, as the leader in its category and headquartered for over 50 years in Houston, Uncle Ben's Rice is launching its national campaign of passion and excitement by yeah, treating oh, its I local grocery media. Are you kidding? My pockets are filled with Uncle Ben. No, no, that's me. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> by treating its local grocery and media partners to a fun-filled evening featuring award-winning comedian, Actor, director, oh, and yeah. probably one of the most exotic loved dancer, comedians. Don't forget, exotic dancer. I did some. You do that dance. too. There is no I exotic. exotic There's no end to your talent, and, 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 no, and end no end to, my... to your ass. Yeah, you're right. Thank That's you. Right. <laughs> By the way, I, I have the map of Europe tattooed on my ass. So I'd love to show you that later. <laughs> <laughs> Take a guess where Poland is. <laughs> Not only I actor, thought director, you were going to say France, but you know, Poland is good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and one of the best loved people on the planet, Dom DeLuise. And, is uh, he here? That's yeah. you. Oh, I'm so, featured. so pleased. I have all his old clothes. And you are an authored <laughs> chef. And, I, am, uh, I am not often thrilled about guests we have on the show, but I'm thrilled to have you here well, because I'm, I've been I'm a fan happy. of yours forever, and I want to present you with a hat. Oh, I, I, just, I, I know you just have where a hat to, on. I know just this, where to put that. This is an Astro cap that you can have oh, right there. Wow, I, I hope that fits. Let's see. Will it fit? It's tight. It's the only thing that I do have that's tight. tight. Well, yes. <laughs> Hello. It looks great on you, Don. Yeah, it, really it does. does. And it? he shopped for days to find just the right gift This for you. is good. Look at yeah. that. It snugs right onto my head. There oh, you I go. love it. Yeah, yeah you Makes can let you it out. Makes you think fast. Makes you think fast. No kidding. When you have a uh, tight head, you know how that goes. Can I pass on that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, since you are a featured, you know, an authored chef, yes, you've written author. books on cooking. Well, eat this. It'll make you feel better. And oh, dear. I just are you, I, there's a double entendre there. Are you and Paul Prudhomme, like, you know, partners? or oh, you share recipes? I tell you, he's wonderful. He has all these wonderful spices. People think that's me because I look like him, you know? Yeah, you do kind now, of. Now, when I was in New Orleans, one time I got a what? You're much better looking. Much better looking. Yeah, much that's better right. Looking. God bless you. Much better looking. Right. You know, have some dirty rice put and, on my bill. Your autograph is bad. And damn near funnier, too. That's right. Do you know that I was in a, I was in an elevator place? What do you call it? The lobby. Lobby. Yay! Lobby where the elevators are. This that's a beautiful me way think. to go, Don. And somebody touched my back and said, morning, Paul. I didn't know who that was. Right? Yeah. Paul, what's that? Yeah. Then another guy comes and said, excuse me, Mr. Perdon. Oh, what? He said, I'm trying to get a reservation for your restaurant, which is in New Orleans, mm -hmm. and I was too. And he said, and, and I can't. I need four. A reservation for four. Yeah, and you said. I took a deep breath. I said, ask for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that poor guy's still waiting online. Yeah. I think. So. <laughs> He's still trying to figure out what the hell happened. Absolutely. One of my favorite movies of all time was The End. Mm. And, uh, oh, yeah, With you movie. and Burt Reynolds. I was in it with Burt Reynolds. And, of course, you've been in a lot of movies with Burt. Do you stay in contact? Yes, very good. You know, interestingly enough, Burt went from being a stuntman to a movie star to the right. biggest star in the country. Right. Then he was the top box office star, and then he got a divorce, and he got a little, he had a little trouble, mm-hmm. and he went right into porno. Boogie Nights, and boom, he got an Academy Award nomination. Is that amazing? That's amazing. Right. So I am taking his lead. Really? And I'm going to be making a porno film right oh, here in you're Houston. Kidding. On the roof of this building. No kidding. You're going to do right. it right up here. Right up here, porno film. What are you going to call it? It's called Alone at Last. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? I have to tell you, it's only a three and a half minute film. Yeah. But, well, we understand. But, yeah. I mean, and all the camera work is handheld. Yeah. Of course, uh, of course. Yeah, do I have to tell you that this film will bring a tear to your eye. I know it did bring a tear to well, my the eye. The too close. Oh, please. It was wonderful. You know, and, 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 and I, I don't use any makeup, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, but it's something, I, I think it's an adventure that I'm going to take. Alone yeah. at last. Alone Dom DeLuise in his first triple X-rated right. movie. Oh, Dom, would you like a chair? Would you like a chair? Sit down. I'd like to take it with me. The chair? Because I, I need a chair at home, but I don't want to sit down now. No, I don't want to sit down, but I mean, if you have any chairs that you don't need. Yeah, you would like Because I got, I got one table and one chair, and, and if I have company, you know, I'm stuck. Sure. Yeah. Remember, here, lay wash, on the table. here right. wash this. You keep breaking the chairs or something? Well, no, I haven't broken a chair. Oh, I did break a chair one time, and that was not fun. What happened? Because the leg went out from under me, and I slowly sank to the ground. And Mel Brooks was there. He laughed so much that I had to, um, well, I I mounted him to keep him quiet. (laughs) And he likes that Yeah, he liked that, too. Yeah. the interesting thing is he did not fall asleep. Oh, there no. That's the difference well, between Burton and Mel. I think Mel's much more of a man than Burton. Yeah, he is. He's now, shorter. You can find no. him quicker. You've done several uh, movies with both. Who's, right more, who's more fun to work with, Mel or Burton? Well, you know, Mel is like my, uh, what's what's the word? Uncle. Because he, yeah, he'll, yeah. he's a short guy and he says, do it this way. And Bert says, do it however you want. Yeah. So Bert and I have this brother thing and, you know, we have laughs. Tears run down my face yeah. when I work with yeah. him. Well, you know? Mel's a control freak. He's been on this show before. Yes. And he is definitely a control he freak. He is a control yeah. freak, yeah. And, but but, but I like him a lot. You oh, beautiful man. Very beautiful funny man. man. Yeah. And I love his and wife. Doesn't he play the uncle or the grandfather or something yes. on Paul Reiser's show? Yes, right? you yeah. bet. Yeah, with yeah. the one whacked out piece of yeah. hair. I love it. And you watch Reiser, he's killing him. You know, Reiser can't keep a straight face. Yeah, it's like uh, Conway and Corman on the old Carol That's right, show. exactly, yeah. exactly. Did anybody see... Um... What? Yeah, that Seinfeld? was great. Yes. What? Did you I see Seinfeld? I was disappointed, listen. I, oh, thought yeah, that was I, was gonna, I thought that everybody in the world was going to be on the show. It was just yeah. a... It, it, was, it wasn't funny. That it was, was strange. Yeah. The biggest Seinfeld freak that I know, my wife, who watches yeah, yeah. every episode, will not accept phone calls or visits. She M- said my wife, was, too. came down and said it was stupid. And do you realize? It that, was stupid. And, yeah. and do you so realize? So I put her back in the cellar. Burt Reynolds <laughs> watched it and fell asleep. There you go. <laughs> then we had to slap him. Yeah. Did yeah. Burt have a lot of problems with all of his success? Oh, or did yeah, he handle it well? Well, Burt is, Bert, Bert, you look, I don't think anybody has a... a you know, a clear uh, shot at, at anything. He, first of all, he was a, what do you call those people who drink a lot? Uh, Alcoholic. Drunk. Drunks. He was a drunk. <laughs> and, and he used to punch people. He'd get into fights all the time. Yeah. So he would cold cock, he cold cocked a, a director one time. You know what it cost him? Two Porsches. Hello? Excuse me, can he oh, say cold cock? Not Hello? in front of my wife. <laughs> I'm anyway. just looking at the well, sensors. So, so once in a while, he, you know, he, 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 he went through a lot of things. He director? 
Yeah, but the director did some awful thing, did oh, okay. a terrible thing, yeah. and you know I won't go yeah. into it. Yeah. He blamed Bert for firing a guy, and the guy said, "Why are you firing me?" He said, "I'm not firing you." And then he went to the director and said, "What'd you say there for?" And he said, "And then the next thing you know, Pow. the director pushed him and pa, he knocked him down." And then everybody, here's what happened: Bert came back in. About two hours later, the director was gone, yeah. and on the floor there was a chalk mark where he fell. <laughs> and everybody took makeup, and they gave they gave themselves a black eye. So everybody had a black eye. <laughs> so that was good. That was good. All right. That's why got the idea for a Hopper. By the way, Colcocked, Colcocked is not a uh, euphemism for Frank Sinatra's uh, condition. No. Now you want to? Oh, bra- oh man. Oh Jimmy, oh, Jimmy. yourself. He's, it's too. It's too. It's too. You know, he was a good friend of mine, and he no, was a sweet man, and he was a tough guy. You know. Because oh, when yeah. I when I spoke to him, I said, "What'd your father think when you were singing?" And Frank Sinatra told me the story. He said, "My father said, why did you get a real job? What is this singing stuff you're stuff. doing?' You know." Mm-hmm. So Sinatra said that he was at the Paramount, and there were girls that were screaming. Could you just scream for me a little bit? Scream. <laughs> They were screaming like that while he was screaming. You know, so he was singing, "Night and day, you are the one." Right, that, that's what was going on. But <laughs> multiply that by thousands of people yeah, in the yeah. theater. So Frank Sinatra's father came to hear him, like and after he, the demonstration in the audience, he came backstage and Frank said, "What'd you think?" And his father said, "I couldn't hear a goddamn thing." He said. <laughs> uh, Frank Sinatra died at 82 last night, at about 11 o'clock, and uh, his wife was with him. Barbara was there, every, and and the children. Uh, but they're going to have a very private funeral. Yeah, uh, are you, you going to go? Are, the world would want to go. I'm going to go back to California. Yeah, and and uh, hopefully I'll be there to say to pay my respects to him. When I spent the last the last time I saw him was three weeks ago in yeah. his home, and he. How was, was he? Uh, what was he like in those? He was uh, he's thin. He was thin. He was uh, failing a little bit. We talked about Gene Kelly. Yeah, and he, and he said and he told me another anecdote that Gene Kelly said, "I'll teach you to dance if you teach me to sing." Yeah, and Sinatra said, "You might be able to teach me to dance, but I'll never be able to teach you to sing," <laughs> which is what his way of saying that he was a singer. And Gene Kelly wasn't. You know? yeah. Yes, but he was good. He used to call me Dominic. Hey, Dominic, what do you want to say? I just wanted. To, I was reading over your history here and I didn't realize that one of your first television gigs was on the Sherry Lewis show with Lamb Chop. Really? Did you eat the uh, prompt? <laughs> Dom, you are the greatest. You got time for calls? I do. I'd love to talk to somebody. Hold it. Wait, wait. Before we go to the calls, yeah. rice balls. Rice balls are very interesting. Rice balls. Uncle Ben's rice. Uncle Ben's is great. Yeah. You cook the rice and then you shape it. You put a little egg in it and you shape it into a kind of a half ball. And then in the middle of the ball, before you kind of close it up, you put a little meat, a little mozzarella. That's the stuff that stretches on pizza. Mm -hmm. Then you, you make it into a ball. You rub it into something called... Egg whites, and then you rub it into breadcrumbs, and then you deep fry it, and it's lovely. And you, in fact, look, I have a couple of rice balls in my pocket. Do I'm you take really? One. Here's one, <laughs> and here's another one. They're oh, next to nice. his tomatoes. Yeah, be careful if they roll on your feet, you have a little trouble. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But you could you can also put them on a leash and just take them for a walk. Uh huh. Those are nice. Or you can eat them. Right. They're rice really balls. nice. Stay. Yeah. Stay balls. And oh, look how obedient look at those they are. Balls look. Staying, look how they stay. They're not they moving. They're not. No, no, moving they listen. Up. No, there's a, you. You can't have an. A, a rice ball doing whatever he wants. Yeah, can you? Then get you him, have balls all over the place. Dom, get them to roll over. See if they roll right. over. That's yeah, right. And <laughs> roll over. Balls go. That, oh, ah, beauty. beauty. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Very 
balls are no, rolling can, over on the table. I can leave my balls here because yeah. I have more home. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, so I'm, I have one for each of you. A wait a minute. I got two for each of you. Oh, way yeah. to go. I got a question for you. You you have a beautiful and special mind, Dom. Yes. Uh, do you have nightmares or weird dreams? I do have nightmares. Once in a while, I find that this is the worst nightmare in the world. Now, what I'm is, a big guy. What kind I, of dreams do you I'm have? I'm going to tell yeah. you if you just shut up. Okay. Listen to me. He never shuts up, Dom. He I, just keeps trying to A bunch of people are saying to me this. They say, lead us out of here. Take us out of here. We're in danger. I say, follow me. So I'm this big guy, right? We go up a spiral staircase. It's pretty dark. When we get to the top, there's a window this big. And I can't fit through the window. And all these people um. are saying, that's a nightmare. Here they are. They're following me. And the exit is smaller than me. Yeah. And the <laughs> you understand that there's... there's that's a no-win situation. Yeah, you're, you're trying to get through the window. All they can see is your ass, and they're going... That's right. Fortunately, you have the map of Europe, so they know where they're going oh, to get yeah. to. And they know where Poland... nobody wants to go to oh, Poland. that's a terrible nightmare. Is Poland like a dark spot on the map, or is it like... Poland it's a, it's is a brown a, spot, it's, Jim. It's a kind of a, a dark spot, yes. It's a brown spot on the map. Can we pass over Poland and, and take yes. a call? Let's Lord, pass over I was Poland. trying to. Scott, all this pressure. Hello, Scott. Hey, how's it going? You Pretty to... good. I'm having a great time. These guys are out of their minds. What oh, do you want? Oh, yeah. Hey, we deal with them every day, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Stevens, y'all are the best, babe. But, um, uh, Dom, I need to tell you, I lost, I lost my wife every damn day when your son's show would come on. And you know he he almost ended my marriage over that. But uh, no kidding, isn't that? I'll tell him that's sweet. Which one? Hey, Twenty one. Hey, what Jump are you talking Street? about? What are you talking about? My son was on a television show Street. called. A what? NYPD. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. No, Street so when he's talking about Peter. Yeah, that. Uh, oh. I tell you, that's the best thing he ever did for me. Many, yeah, he's good. I, and that's I, your son. I got huh? three boys: Peter, Michael, yeah. and David. And, and they, they all. Are they all actors? They're all actors. Michael's been on NYPD Blue, and yeah. now he's a big star on Brooklyn South, exactly. which is an exa- it's a wonderful show. And what's, what's, what's his name? Michael? Michael DeLuise. David DeLuise is the baby, and uh, got two kids, and Peter. Nobody took a show business name? <laughs> <laughs> and now that they make money, do they give you, like, really special gifts? He's going to pay. They give me special gifts. They leave me alone, and they stop asking for money. <laughs> That's the gift. You ought to know that. You have three, He gift. has three sons. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm talking about. Scott, what do you do for a living? He's gone. He's gone. He all right. Bill is waiting, though. Oh, Bill. Hello, Bill. What do you want? Bill just hung up. Uh, Bill, Bill hung up. Sorry. Okay, Bill. He was so in awe of you, Dom. He couldn't, couldn't yeah, speak. Yeah, that happens. Well, we will get to you, and if the line's busy, call back. 390-KLOL. David? You some bitch. Hey, hey. I was you know who that was? Jackie Gleason. That was your voice <laughs> yeah. of Jackie Gleason. Yeah, from Smokey and the Bandit. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey cool. What's shaking, big Dom? Hey, good. I wish I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you have a question? We want to talk to Dom about something, or do we hang up? Or on just you? sound effects? No, I, that was just. I thought you guys would like that. I, I did. did. That I was did. good. I with you. Good. Oh, you were wrong. Go ahead. Uh, well, anyway, I, just, I got History of the World was my favorite one from you guys. Yeah. Oh, I had fun with that, Mel Brooks. A very yeah. good time. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Now, one of my favorite lines. We had Natalie Wood's daughter on the show. Oh yeah. You prefer, have you ever met her? Sure. A really sweet woman. Yeah, I and, worked with Natalie in a movie called The uh, The Last Married Bachelor. Last married couple in America. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to argue with you. Yeah. I sort of thought I'd mention it. Yeah. So, you know, is there a chance you're in town for this uh, Uncle Ben's deal? Is there any way that the average person can see you? Is it sold out or well, what's gonna, the venue? 
No, no, no I don't venue. think they can come to this party because I think it's invited only. But I mean, uh, yeah, if I see anybody I see, I stop the car for. You're having you a do. rice. You're having a rice party, and if you see Dom's limo in town, just wave it down. He'll take you over. And I'll give Absolutely. you a rice party. Well, keep your eyes open. He's already been to Pepino's. He's been to uh, Ruggles. He, he's a man who likes to eat. You may run into That's him. That's right. And then I'm going to go get those things. What do you call those? Kalachis from Galachi. Shipley's. Kalachi. Thank you, Alan Lombard. Oh, yeah. Boy, those are great. Aren't those good. Mm-hmm. Yes, I squeezed mine too hard, and my little hot dog went <laughs> right out of there. <laughs> Hey, Groove Dogs, this is Junior Minson. Who are you? I am Brian Paraquat Shannon, the producer from the Stevens and Pruitt Show at Rock 101 KLOL. And we're here to talk about our friends at eSigns. That's eSigns.com where you can get vinyl banners and glossy banners and banner stands and plastic signs and sinicade signs, all at savings of 30 to 40% off what you'd pay at that you know, that store down the street. And talk about quality. All of these signs, all of their products are made in America by Americans, so you're stimulating our economy. So here's what you do. When you go to checkout, use promo code KLOL. You'll save an additional 10% off, and the folks at eSigns will make a donation to the folks that Jimmy Pruitt cares the most about. What do you think about that, Brian? I think it's a fantastic idea. You need signs, and you can help out the Groove Dogs. eSigns.com, where everyone saves on signs. Remember, <laughs> promo code KLOL at checkout. Indeed. Thanks. Weren't you the boner? Hey, this is Outlaw Day. Here at Rock 101 KLOL, we don't play Natalie Merchant. But we do her. We are Houston's rock station. Rock 101 KLOL. The only station that really rocks. This is Elwood Blues, and I admit it. I listen to Stevens and Pruitt on Rock 101 KLOL. 